Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Night Vision. I pray that these next episodes will provoke you very deeply to understand the need for night vision because in the dark hour of our own dealings that God has to come to for us and our preparation and then what it would mean for us to be able to walk with others, this is very, very necessary. Take a listen, let it provoke you, and let him get you ready. Love you all. All right, here we go. Night Vision 2.0. My friends, when Holy Spirit comes wielding the Word of God, deep inside of you in the darkest times of your life. You may say, though, Nancy, my circumstances aren't that dark, but my friends, listen to me. It's darkness within the soul of man until the Spirit of the living God brings the fire of God himself inside of you for you to be able to see. So it may not be dark circumstances, or it might be. But if you say, all seems well outwardly, What I'm saying to you is that we oftentimes try to start our own fires. I think it speaks to this in Isaiah 50. We try to strike our own matches. We try to see things from, you know, all manner of philosophies and reasonings and all of that. But God is bringing all of that down because he is after sons that he builds. And you cannot build sons of the stature of, and of the caliber that he's after, my friends, by human means, by human philosophies, by human therapies. And we need to recognize, rather than feeling judged, rather than becoming defensive about those things, to begin to yield and step back and say, wait a minute, Father, what are you after? If you are not just after me uh, being healed and having a little bit of, you know, better mental health, right, what are you really after? And he begins to reveal to you that he's after the you he made, that he has given you his mind, the mind that brings a peace that passes all understanding, a mind that begins to reveal there is nothing you have endured, nothing that you have lived through that he has not already tended to. And if you stay with him, he'll begin to bring that into the reality of where you live. Now, that does not mean that all happens, you know, in a moment in some magical, mystical way. Real, true discipleship, my friends, is war, but it is the war from the place of victory. It is where we are releasing, right, beginning to revel in that which Christ has already provided. So in no way here on Tent Talk or Nancy McCready Ministries are we talking about some shallow process, We're not talking about let's bow our heads and in five minutes everything's done. But we could bow our heads in five minutes. We could make a decision to shift from self to him. And when that happens, there is a schooling that we receive, an education that you cannot get anywhere else. And night vision comes to you. And the night vision that comes to you personally, oh my, when you begin to discern the evil within, whether it shows up good or bad, positive or negative. 
by the spirit of the living God, you are going to see everything again from a different point of view. We've talked about that. So the only way to truly be able to discern the evil that is out here is to have discerned the evil that is within. Once you see it from his point of view, once you embrace his full and total solution, you will step into a whole new realm of living and you will realize, oh, God can take care of anything and you will function differently. You will begin to identify with him. I'm, I'm right now, as I'm uh, recording this, I'm here in Iowa in one of my schools, unless you think that's hundreds of people, my friends, it's about four. Ooh, how I love this. It's about four to six people who have been allowing God to work in them deeply and privately. And now they're just simply continuing on. And now we're going into that phase where not that it's all accomplished, but where they become aware of what it means to identify with him in what he is doing in the lives of people and in nations. And they begin to step into that. You see, because everything as a son is first freely received and then freely given. We are debtors to all people. This is a, a banner. It's not seen. It's not like I unfold an, a physical banner uh, in my school, but it's there that says we live now as debtors to all men. And the night vision I have isn't so that I can go around and see everybody's business and then go tell everybody about it. I heard once that gossip is when you confess the sins of others. True repentance is when you are broken about your own and can speak of no one else but what it is that he's showing you about you. My friends, we are being prepared. We are being matured by him deep within. And I guarantee you, if it's he that's doing the growing up and he that's doing the maturing, you're going to begin to see everything through his lens, night vision. You'll have your night goggles on. And a part of that is because you're working the midnight shift. I mentioned briefly, remember, these are not deep expository teachings. I am provoking you. These are provoking conversations that I pray make you hungry to pursue God himself and let him do in you what he wants to do. So the midnight hour, but then I talk about the midnight shift. You're working from midnight to 6 a.m. Oh, the sun's going to come up and eventually everybody's going to see. Everybody's going to see. But there have to be those who let him get them ready beforehand, not in a place of superiority, but in a place of great humility so that when the sun begins to come up and more begin to see, more begin to fall before him, more begin to repent, more begin to agree with him, and they're looking for where are the people and the places of his presence that will grow me up, that will mature me, that the fire of his presence, not your program, but the fire of his presence inside a process, an organic process, where are these people in places who know what the Father's doing? I've got to get there. They're running for their lives, my friends. But right now in the midnight to 6 a.m. shift, those who are getting delivered themselves, those who are getting their night goggles on, right? Because listen to me, my friends, if you can't bear seeing the flesh of one leader, what makes you think you're going to be able to bear under what's about to happen? 
Do you understand what is about to happen? God is about to bring an exposure in the house of God. I'm not even hardly talking about the world yet, but there is a lot of exposure that's coming there also. But if we are God's plan in the earth, if we are those whom he is going to move through and accomplish his will, and he is, then the depth of preparation is intense. And it is very necessary. And if we are going to have this privilege, listen, you're going to have to recognize what he's done in you. He's about to do in others. It's not a one-time thing. It's a way of life. We continue with him. We continue to enter in for ourselves because of our need for him. Now, as we mature by our very desire for him and we continue on and as we go all kinds of attitudes are going to get exposed. There's going to be explosions of truth that are bringing implosions of strongholds. And it's just, it's a, an amazing and can be somewhat messy, but it is an amazing, amazing time. There's not going to be an us and them where it's like, well, you know, there are those of us who, you know, are the sweet, you know, ones, and then there are those who are the vile. No, we're going to find out. We all came out of the same gene pool as Adam. And and God is delivering us all so that we might be ready, that we'll be so glad to be a doorkeeper in the house of God. We're going to fling wide open the doors. Look at 11.52, Luke 11.52 in the Amplified Classic. Jesus spoke to the Pharisees. And he said to them, you've taken away the key of knowledge, the key of really knowing. It says, because you didn't enter in for yourself, you've become a hindrance to others who want to enter. You see, Pharisee people stand in front of the door and give out all the rules and the laws as though they are the superior and the good and the anointed and just do what I do. And they load up other people who want to enter and they load them up with burdens. Let me tell you, Jesus doesn't like it. (laughs) He loves every person. But let me tell you, when he comes for that Pharisee thing, when he comes for Leviathan, when he comes for Jezebel, give it any name you want. But when he comes against that, which literally comes against him, you're going to talk about a good and handsome warfare. It's going to be on and he is coming, but he's got to get sons. He's got to get his brethren ready who have needed it so deeply. Let me tell you, if you're on the front lines, my friends, if you're going to be in this group that's working the midnight, you know, to 6 a.m., all right, shift, let me tell you, you ain't going to come out swagging. You're not going to come out strutting, okay? You are going to be what Galatians 6.1 says. And Galatians 6.1, let me get to it. Here we go. Galatians 6.1 says, Brethren, That's men and women born of the same womb and who have the same calling as Jesus. Brethren, if any person is overtaken in misconduct or sin of any sort, you who are spiritual, who are responsive to and controlled by the Spirit, should set him right and restore and reinstate him without any sense of superiority and with all gentleness, keeping an attentive eye on yourself, lest you should be tempted also." Now listen to me carefully. I'm not talking about quickly restoring people to ministry. Mm. We're talking about anyone who has been overtaken where sin, this power of sin, this power of separation from the Father has come and seduced them away 
okay, by their own stuff inside of them, and they have been carried off, then if we who say we are really spiritual and mature, responsive to and controlled by the Holy Spirit, then we need to set that one right and let him see the separation, see what was really active. Let him see the seduction and have him restored and reinstated to the Father. I am not restoring people first to uh, ministry or even to their own marriage, but to the Father because the ministry and marriage doesn't stand a chance. These, all of these things become idols to us. Many people are like, oh, yes, I've been caught, and I wouldn't have confessed <laughs> had somebody not caught me. I'll confess only to what others already know. That thing then will go down um, uh, and go dormant, and it will morph into another form, uh, and it will resurface eventually. They will want their marriage restored because that's the only way to get back to the real goal, which is ministry. So we need to understand that those of us who have been delivered from self by the deep cut and piercing of the cross of Jesus Christ will have the privilege of passing on to others. See, we owe them a debt of love and we will pass to them the very same thing that the father was gracious enough, right, to provide for us by those who were a part of the work in us. This isn't about, let me quickly see how fast I can get you back uh, in ministry and, and be sure that your spouse, you know, enables you. I don't have time to go into all that. So listen to me. Night vision, my friends. This is serious business. And with night vision, because of what you have already come through, I spoke a little bit about it in night vision 1.0 is that because there were things that you could only learn from him, things that you saw, the ways of the Father, what it is that he's up to, that then you have the privilege of being able now to discern between flesh and spirit, between seductions and the true voice of God. You're able to discern now. The mind of Christ is maturing within you. And a real restoration can come. You see, David sinned heinously and was restored to God. Saul, King Saul, he was an approval junkie. I read this years ago. He was an approval junkie. And basically, once he couldn't work over the prophetic, couldn't work Samuel, um, he tried many different ways. He basically said, look, okay, fine, fine, fine. I'll repent. Just, just don't shame me in front of the people. Right. But eventually God had to rebuke, um, had to rebuke Samuel, the prophet. And you better know that God is dealing with the prophetic in this hour because what, uh, was ruling Samuel down at the core was he was afraid that Saul was going to kill him. And God said in 1 Samuel 16, 1, How long are you going to mourn over that which I am done with? Fill your horn with oil. I'm going to Jesse's house because I have provided a king for myself. 
Now listen to me, my friends. There was also the prophetic that walked up to David. His name was Nathan. And basically he told a story and said, what would you do about this man who had many sheep? Yet there was a man who had one sheep and the man with many sheep took the man's one sheep and, you know, and David's like highly offended him. This is what we ought to do to that guy. And Nathan says, well, that guy is you, David. And David broke. My friends, we need night vision. We need to be able to see and speak according to the Father. Because the sword has come through us, now it can come through our mouth to serve the purposes of the Father. You see, Samuel was afraid. Maybe he was afraid. Uh, You know, Saul's going to cancel all my prophetic gigs if I speak like this. Saul's going to kill me. He's going to take me down. I'll be finished. God said, Saul didn't start you and Saul's not going to finish you. You need, right? It was Samuel's dependency upon Saul, Samuel's inordinate affections towards Saul. There were many things, right, that would bring Samuel down. But the Lord said to him, you move with me. You see, my friends, we need night vision in this hour if we are going to move with him on the midnight shift from midnight to 6 a.m. But I promise you the sun is going to come up and then others are going to be able to see. But God is forming and fashioning right now a company of sons who can move with him with night vision and who will be able to walk and move and speak and build so that when the lights come on for everybody and people are literally running for their lives, There are going to be houses of his presence that are going to be ready. And it's not going to be ministry as usual. It's not going to be the house of Saul. It is going to be the house of the Lord where he is present. Mm, So much I could say there, but here we go. My friends, take hold of what he's doing in you. And then let us be those who would count it our privilege to pass it on to others. I love you all. Thank you for listening today. Before we go, I have one final ask and a new bit of info. If you like our content here at Tent Talk, hit the share button to tell someone about it and subscribe at nancymccready.com forward slash podcast so you don't miss another episode. Also, be sure to look in the episode notes and see where you can download the conversation guide. There you will find questions and you will be able to use those with your friends, your team, your small group, and we hope that it really does provoke you deeper into your process of life with Him. All of our podcasts here at Tent Talk are listener supported and your gifts at nancymccready.com are greatly appreciated. Thanks for joining me here and I look forward to our next time together.